This is Kieran Murphy, the founder and presenter of the Across the Four Lakes podcast. Sean Murphy to John Murphy. This is Connor Lawler. This could be the icing on the cake. Second goal for Carlo. And surely now they're into the Leinster semi-final. At the, at the end of the day, you ask players to do a job. And no matter what we do, say, we can be called great lads now and we have the team moving. We haven't been moving. It's the players that do it. We can't train. Carlo have restarted quickly. Long ball sent into that inside forward line. Oh, and it's broken for James Doyle. Goal chance for Carlo and they've taken it. On Saturday, the 20th of August, Tuller rugby player Dan O'Brien made her debut for Ireland when they played Japan in a two-match test series. Scoring 18 points, she retained her place for the second test. It was an extraordinary achievement for the out-half, who still hasn't played for the Leinster ladies yet. Here she reflects on what was a truly wonderful test series. Later in the interview, she talks about her goals. Since then, she has made her debut for Old Belvedere in the All-Ireland League. A big congratulations on your selection for the trip to Japan and particularly how well it went for you. Have you come down from Earth yet? I have, yeah. It was a long long journey home. I'm just after getting on with the jet lag and happy to be back back to basics. It's been two weeks in Japan, yeah? Yeah. It's two weeks, two two matches, both of them in Tokyo. Yeah. Japan, I suppose, was a place that you would have thought you would never even be uh, visiting in your life. It's nowhere I had had in mind to visit anyway, but yeah, it's the other side of the world. It's um, it's an amazing place, like far from home, but it was just an amazing experience. And we'll come back to that in a while, but you played in the Irish talent squad. You didn't play for the Leinster senior Interpro team. No. And yet, you were here you were playing for the Irish team. Yeah. And really, I'd say, having the time in your life, like it's, it's been, a, it's just, it's amazing the way it's happened for you. Yeah, yeah, no, I was very lucky really the way it happened. So I played with Leinster under 18s last year. Yeah. And uh, in the interprovincial series, and we won our three test matches. We won that series. And from then, there was uh, 13 girls picked to play on the Irish talent squad. It's a newly developed program for will say rising talent in the country. So I got picked for that and then I got an email before summer saying I was selected for a trial for Japan and luckily the trial went very well for me and uh, Greg McWilliams decided to bring me to Japan. And what format did the trial take? Was it an A side against a B side or did you mix everything up or what? Yeah, was so it? it was a two day camp. We did it over yeah. a weekend up in the HBC in Dublin. And um, there was about 40 girls there from, there was girls from England, from uh, Ulster, Connacht, Leinster, Munster. Yeah. And yeah, we were all mixed up. We played a match on the Sunday, a trial match, and the squad was kind of selected from that weekend. Yeah, and did you play out half the whole time? I did, yeah. There was actually two other tens were injured on that weekend, so I got, yeah. I got, I was lucky to play the whole match. And like, coming off the pitch after the two days, What's going through your mind? Like, you know, you're, are you wondering, have you done enough? Um, or are you, are you disappointed with some of the stuff that you did? Of course you are, yeah. Like, yeah. it's 
it's still very surreal. Like you're you're buzzing when you're playing. But after the match, you know, you're always thinking about what could I have done better, and you know, you're always looking forward to the next next week, to the next match, and proving again, and not you know, not letting down your teammates, and always getting better. And how were you told that uh, you had been selected? Uh, so it was all through email. So are you hanging on your phone? Yeah. Waiting for the email, literally, honestly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you will be on your phone, mate. And do you have a phone where the emails click through, or you do you have to keep opening your phone? Yeah, to we see keep what? refreshing it. Yeah. So like yeah. we had a rough idea of what time the emails would have went out at, and um, yeah, it was very, it was very an exciting time. And where were you when it's were you at home? Uh, I think I was at home. Yeah home with my family. Were, were people able to live with you? Were you yeah. moody or were you? Yeah, no, well, I was quite enough, you know. I, I don't think I told anyone what time it was coming out at. Went to see what the result was first. Yeah, I remember waiting for an email. I really wanted to wait on something was really important. Yeah. And everybody knew who yeah. was on this email. And of course, every time the phone clicks, or you do something, people are looking at you. <laughs> Had you got that problem this time? Yeah, a few times the phone buzzed and... I, it wasn't the email, so I was, it was, yeah, I was very anxious for it. And everybody's looking at you? Yeah. It's great. So right, the email comes through. Can you remember the wording of it? Something like, it was from our team manager, Gemma Crowley. This email is the following the following selection for the J Japan tour, and then there's a list of 29 players. Oh, you yeah. weren't even told you'd been selected, you had to go through the list? go through the list, yeah. Did yeah. you see your name first? I or, did, went straight, yeah, straight down straight to my own. Yeah. Oh, it's it was amazing, like it's kind of a feeling of disbelief really. Yeah, and what did the family say? Uh, I was sure they were delighted. Probably yeah. didn't believe it themselves either, but yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, you're coming a long way from somebody who's playing football and so on. Yeah, <laughs> long way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, what was the process then? You, do you have to go to get fittest? Do you have to get jerseys? Do you have to get pictures? Yeah, so all summer there was, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays we were doing skill sessions and then there was a week a few days long camp mm. in the HPC before we left. Mm. So there was yeah, jersey fittings, gear fittings, pictures, headshots, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we trained that week as well and we were well prepped before we went then. Okay, so you fly out and you get to Japan. Yeah. Different world, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Just step out from the plane and there's just, just heat that hits you in the face. It's like being in a sauna, it's, it's crazy. Like it's amazing when you think about how well you played in the first game then when you've got to acclimatise yourself to the heat. Yeah. Like how long were you out there before you? Uh, we were out there, before the first match we were out there a full week. Uh, we had done some uh, heat sessions up in Dublin in a heat chamber so I, that probably helped us as well but yeah. Um, yeah it took a good, good while to get used to it. So you go out in the first training session, where did you train? Trained in Hamamatsu, it's about an hour from Tokyo. And yeah, they had unbelievable facilities. It was very well air conditioned inside, but I still yeah. wanted to train the field. You feel like you feel like you're in a hotel in a in a sauna. It reached I think forty degrees on one one of the days. Just constantly sweating, you know. You're one of six and cap players, like it's a relatively inexperienced squad. Yeah, yeah, like I know I I don't know what Greg was thinking. Like, he was taking a massive risk, you know. It could have been terribly bad, but. Um, yeah, he had faith in a lot of the younger players and he wanted to see, he wanted the talent to be seen, mm. you know. Yeah, this is Greg McWilliams. Yeah. You know, he's obviously made quite an impression on you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he's, a, he's a character, to say the least. Yeah, but he knows he knows what he's doing. Like, he, yeah. he ha he's been coaching Michaels for years. He's been coaching the Irish under-20s and, 
like he's a bit of a showman, but behind the scenes, you know, he he is very good technically. Yeah. He's he's an extrovert, obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah. he is master yeah. extrovert. Yeah. Um, obviously he's, he wears his heart on his sleeve yeah yeah yeah, yeah i could see that you've obviously taken to him a lot you you really respect him and you've you've really enjoyed yeah. the time with him definitely yeah so right so you must have almost felt that you were in line for selection for the first match against japan um well i i like i obviously had an inkling like so there was another uh, Nicole Cronin. She's uh, she previously has played scrum half and number ten mm-hmm. for Ireland, and you know she was there. She she had a few injuries in in camp that week, and we went to Japan, and she was involved in training and sometimes not involved in training. So, you know, there was I had suspicion that I could be playing, but I at the end of it, I behind everything I didn't I hadn't a clue that I would be starting that day. Okay, so. okay, so you're. When were you told that you were going to start? Uh, I think it was the Thursday before mm-hmm. the match, two days before the match. But, but you wasn't known to a certain extent, like from the training sessions where you were being put in training, that, yeah. that you were hopeful then before you were told? Yeah, like the first week in training, I they were putting Nicole Cronin in my position. A few training sessions before the Thursday, they started putting me in. So, so right, so you were telling me before the interview started, you were nervous. Who was it? How nervous? Probably the most nervous I've ever been in my life. I saw an article this morning they were talking about from spills to trills. Yeah. Did that mean that you had knocked out a few balls? Spills or to trills, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah can you remember that? You could see how nervous I was, I'd say, on the telly. I think I grew into it after, you know, the first few minutes and mm. you start to realise it's only it's only another game of rugby, you know, it's the yeah. same game I've been playing all my life, so... That's a very mature attitude to take. Yeah. For you were 15 points down. We were, yeah. And you didn't get to see the first. I points. heard that. Yeah. I did. And okay. my, my, I have to confess, I didn't see the match, but I was told that. Yeah, TJ Carter was down. Uh, probably, luckily for us, you know, we let in two easy tries. And like, our fair play to the, the captain, Nick Friday, and, you know, the girls, they didn't put their heads down, you know. Yeah, I kind of got nervous that the match was going to go Badly after that first 15, 20 minutes, yeah, we just marched back up and got back on the scoreboard, so. Yeah, like, you took them apart. Like, yeah. you, like I'm, I'm thinking, you were telling me there a few minutes ago that the, the heat was just incredible. Yeah. The playing conditions were difficult. And yet, 15 points down, 16 maybe, was there six and cap players in the first 15? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you turned it around. It's, a, it's an amazing achievement. Yeah. No, look, it was, but... Um, like we had, we had done the preparations, you know, yeah. we, we had faith in our system and we got to show our, our skill yeah. set then after the first 20 minutes. Yeah, and then you get a conversion yourself, so yeah. that's really set you had, not it? Yeah. And William, I, that's, that's probably a little bit unfair, like you're, you're passing at that stage, you're, you're setting so well into the game. Yeah. It, it was a seamless, like looking at it there this morning, there was descriptions, all the tries, and your name is in an awful lot of them yeah. for releasing players, getting them through the gaps and uh, watching players coming up in support and, 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 re- and again, as I say, releasing them. But you were obviously enjoying yourself at that stage. I was, yeah. yeah. But as you said, like that first conversion, you know, stepping yeah. up, you can imagine the pressure, you know. Yeah, once it, once that went well for me, 
I kind of had a lot of faith in myself that I could continue what I was doing, you know. Yeah. And you won well in the end. We did, yeah, we won by 30 points nearly yeah, in the end. So. Your reaction coming off the pitch, it's a dream come true. You've been cap for Ireland, you've won in an Irish jersey. Yeah. How did you, did you settle then during the week? Um, well, yeah, see, during the first match you're running off adrenaline, you yeah. know, and um, like you're very excited before the match and during the match. But then after the match you get this, I personally got this, like a low, like the adrenaline buzz is gone. Yeah. And uh, like I obviously was delighted to get my first cap and all that. You're kind of thinking back then what could I have done better and you're looking at all the mistakes and you're watching the videos after the match and picking out what you could have done better and you just you can't wait to get back on the training pitch and fix those mistakes and study the game more and figure out what you can do better the next day. Yeah, and does your coach contribute to that process? Well, we are sent out uh, video analysis and there's, yeah, there's a few coaching points, you know, I had a, we have um, one-on-ones with, I have mine with Neve Briggs and she, okay. she tells you, you know, she gives you areas to work. Yeah. What's Neve's position now, what's she doing in there? She's, uh, she's one, she's the backs coach, sort okay. of, she worked yeah. a lot yeah. with us in the backs. Like a formidable uh, presence and a formidable coach to have, isn't Yeah, she? she's unbelievable, like, yeah. as good yeah. a player as she was, I think she's an even better coach. Away. Yeah. So like things are looking up. You come to the second match and it doesn't go as well for you. Now I haven't said that just before but I was talking to your mother during the week yeah. or about match in Japan and she warned me that you know don't expect she doesn't know whether she's going to be selected or not for the next game. Like yeah. there, was no, there was nobody taking anything for granted. Absolutely you, not, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like yeah, you just you just can't you, you can't yeah. take anything for granted, you know. Yeah. Obviously uh, Cronin had actually got injured in that match. I didn't know she was doing tests and stuff to see whether she'd be available for, for selection, but you know, you just didn't know what would be happening. You just have to go back and put your head down and train just like we have been all yeah. summer, just do the same things and hope, hope that she'll be selected again. How would you describe your the second test? The second test was a good opportunity to learn. We learned a lot more from the second test than we did the first one. They say that sometimes that you learn more in defeat than you do in victory. The, the second week of training, you know, there wasn't as good a buzz as the first week. Okay. Yeah. We had a few injuries. We had uh, Dorothy Wall and Sam Monin. Sam who? Monin. The yeah, two of yeah. them were out for selection. But, like, we went at it and we had we had a lot of faith coming into that game as well. But it just, it didn't go our way. But, yeah, but we had a lot of learnings from it. Yeah. Yeah, probably the momentum Japan got that she got the first day and they didn't take their foot off the head this not. time or that's maybe that's the wrong word to say, but they didn't they didn't let you back into the yeah, game really. Yeah. yeah. Look they're yeah. going to a World yeah. Cup in a few weeks, so that's right. That's right. They, um, it was an opportunity for them to try new things I suppose and try mm-hmm. different players and yeah, they look strong in the second game, so Okay, so you, you come home and yeah. back out for it again. Back normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And what's the process now for you as a, as a rugby player looking forward? Um, well, I'm going to play with Old Belvedere this season. Yeah. So I'll be playing AIL. The league runs until December. I will be training with Leinster as well alongside that. And the Interpros are due to be in January and February next yeah. year. Is that Old Belvedere playing part for a couple of second team? 
Uh, that would have been their J1 their second team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you would hope to be going straight into the or maybe their seniors. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. hopefully, yeah. Yeah, if everything yeah. goes to plan, yeah. Is there a big commitment there? Uh, there is. So they, they train twice a week and they yeah. have extra gym sessions on top of that. So be full time, you know. It could be a step up in the Paul Flood Cup area that you want uh, to share. It would be, yeah. Yeah. Be a step up, yeah. How do you compare that Paul? Hardford Cup with, with Tullow, the win that you had over Tullamore, was it? Yeah. How does that rank now in... Looking back on it. Well, I don't even look at... At, at the time, how did it rank? Uh, that was an, an amazing yeah. experience as yeah. well. Like That was the highest, nearly the highest level I've ever played. I was um, senior women's rugby and I like I was nervous coming into that game. As much as I was playing with Ireland. And um, yeah, it was deadly to get the win as well. I respectfully suggest that that was another step up for you. A, a step which gave you, like winning that game, it gave you the same confidence maybe to go yeah. whatever was ahead of you. Absolutely. Because I, I would say, I remember that Paul Flood competition. I think Tuller won the Paul Flood Cup. The same year as the one their first ever provincial towns cup and i would say those wins were celebrated almost equally they were they meant so much to talk yes. over there at the time. yeah definitely but no can you remember we at that match or i remember what you were doing four or five years ago i don't uh, think i was at yeah, the match i you know i do remember uh i remember that year and it was a very successful year gave a massive boost to women's rugby in the club especially yeah. You know. A whole buzz to rugby yeah. and Tullow, never mind. Definitely, really. yeah. What players inspired you when you were growing up, let's say from Tullow and from an Irish point of view? Um, growing up, like you're only 19. <laughs> Don't know why I say growing up, but yeah. you know what I mean anyway. Yeah, obviously, uh, Sean, Sean O'Brien, you know, because yeah. he's from Tullow and uh, he's just one of the best players in the country, you know. Probably Johnny Sexton as well, you know. Because you're always, like, you're watching matches on the telly and he, he was always the superstar, so... Yeah. Probably him. In the early days, Sean O'Brien had Johnny Sexton and Bernard Jackman with these fellas down in Tullow. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I was there at the yeah. uh, East and the as well, probably. And lady players, was there any player in particular that you would have said? Um, on the telly, uh, I've always enjoyed watching Stacey Flood. She's um, she's actually with the Sevens now, but um, yeah, she's one of my role models. Um, then from home, Catherine Dempsey, like, a cast player. Of half, half as well as yeah, yeah, she's yeah. unbelievable to play alongside yeah. She's loads of skill, loads of talent. And your inspiration growing up then, apart from these, like what, what was your sporting inspiration apart from rugby? Like what was your thought about sport? How much did you love sport, maybe is a better word to say? Um, I'm, I'm a very sporty person. Like I'd say it was, like I don't really have many interests interests apart from sport you yeah. know I was always as a child I was always outside kicking the ball or down with, with the football team in Burn Rangers then I moved to St Anne's and played down in the rugby club on a Sunday morning playing with the lads and you know I have no other interests really apart from sport it's not going to change now is it I don't think so <laughs> yeah you're leaving sorts here yeah. What are you going to do now? So I'm going to do accountant and finance in DCU. Mix the two, obviously, yes. Hopefully, yeah. That's, yeah. I want to yeah. strike, a, strike a balance between the two, I think. Just changing GAA for a moment. Last year, I was just looking at your... You played with Carla last year. Yeah. Very unlucky not to get to a Leinster final. And I think in the last three years, Carla has been very unlucky. Sorry, an All-Ireland final. An All-Ireland final. Yeah. Disappoint. Had, how how big a disappointment was that for you not to be able to play in Croke Park? Or have you played in Croke Park? Uh, no. No, we so, haven't. But th- I think three years in a row, Carla Ladies Junior Footballers have been so near to getting to yeah. Croke Park and just haven't crossed that. Yeah. 
I've been involved with the Carla ladies last two years and both losing out to Antrim in the semi-finals, you know, two years in a row. And um, yeah, it's not a nice feeling. But um, there's a lot of hope this year that, you know, we'll win, win the All-Ireland League and the, the All-Ireland final. And like, that's the main goal for the team. And I, I think we definitely, there's potential there and we definitely have the talent and the work rate and the commitment that's needed. Yeah, looking forward to the ladies' final out next week. You said to me, you might play uh, so St Anne's are in the Senior B semi-final so um, yeah I might, I might go down to that um, the girls have been working since the start of the year you know they've been working yeah. hard and they have John Kenny and Ona Tool in there pushing them on and I think yeah they're going to I think they're going to win a senior in the next few years, hopefully. Yeah. Anyway. Correct for why just that what they do. Yeah. yeah. Because Kid Riders at the moment I've just been told that Apart from Cleo, Nishea, Neve Kelly has gone now as well with a cruciate. Like that's a, that's a sad injury for, yeah. for two players of their talent to get. Yeah. For themselves personally and for the club, it's, it's massive, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, but I, yeah. I'd say they have good depth in their squad as well. And, you know, they'll yeah. give all Auckland a rattle like they yeah. did last year. So. Okay, surely they did, yeah. They did say to you what's next. You're going to go into DCU, yeah, you're going to play Dublin. rugby in all Belgium. Are you going to sit, stay in Dublin or are you going to come out? Uh, no, I'm going to stay up. Yeah, and what's the hopes then? Um, After college. Well, no, just the hopes, just as you're, as you're looking forward now. Have you, do you set goals for yourself? Or uh, the, at the level that you're playing at, do you have to set, do you set goals or are you encouraged to set goals? Um, I suppose, yeah, like long-term goal, like you're always kind of just looking forward to the next election, yeah. you know. This weekend, Old Belvedere are playing UL Bows in their first round of the AIL, so like, that's a goal for me to get on the pitch at least. And there'll be weekly goals, but like, do you know how Ireland selection of being the next goal, Six Nations, is the next thing I, I really want to be there, so. Yeah, wouldn't it be something else? Yeah, it would be, yeah. Like, Japan was an amazing experience, but uh, it, it was only a friendly test tour, so Six Nations is what really matters, and... Hopefully, I'll be there. Thanks very much for coming on the Across the Four Lakes podcast. And I wish you well. I'll be keeping an eye out for you over the next few years. Thanks very much.